Frodo was a character in um in Lord of the Rings, as you know. So. Uh, was it? Do I? Do I know that? Well, you look nerdy enough to know that. Do I? <laughs> With the glasses and whatnot. So it's deceiving. I look nerdy, but I'm really not. <laughs> I'm super cool. Did you ever get into Tolkien? So, I watched the movies. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Did you like them? Yeah. That's probably next question. I haven't watched okay, the cool. I haven't watched the um the Hobbit, but I watched the three Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. movies. I have them on DVD. Yeah. The extended versions. Your, your girls might be almost old enough for the books. Well, I think the little uh, one can't really read, but the bigger one, um, no. yes. Well, sure, she but, just read. Uh, she just read Harry Potter. So okay, cool. She's just uh, yeah. No, my um, my dad read us The Hobbit when we were uh, maybe f- uh, I want to say five or six, like yeah, you know, bedtime stories. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's interesting going back and reading it about ten years ago, sort of as a not six-year-old, and um, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, yeah, emotionally. Yeah. No, physically, I'm not six anymore. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know. The mentally, I'm nine. <laughs> mentally, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, now that we talked about uh, Tolkien and uh, Harry Potter and books like that, welcome to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Battle Show podcast. My name is Gabor. Hey, welcome along. I'm Alex, and um, yeah, I hope you're doing well in yes. the world, wherever you are. Yes, 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 yes. Some people aren't doing so well, but yeah, I hope you're all safe and happy and well and you know, stuff. all that kind of stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you very much for listening. This is, is it 96, episode 96? I should really check. I always, I'm so bad with this stuff. I should check this stuff before I start recording. Is it episode 96 or episode 95? 96. One of the two. Episode 96. It is 96. Uh, so, yeah, yeah cool. so welcome to episode 96. Uh, as always, please make sure to, uh, you know, follow and subscribe and all that sort of stuff and go and check out our YouTube channel and uh, whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this podcast, um, why not take a photo of it and send it to us just so we get to know you good people out there and, you know, where you're from and... And, mm. you know, what you do and, you know. So we've had photos of streets. We have photos of a car, which was a little bit worrying, but he said he pulled over. We had photos yeah. of um, dark rooms. We had photos of just a living room with, an, with a phone sitting in front of him. So, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, we had shopping there trolleys. One, there was one on the, uh, on the gear chat group the other day from Andrew Bimson. Oh, hello, Andrew. Uh, that's right. It's I forgot a picture about that. of the, the front of his um, push bike handles, handlebar. <clears throat> so hopefully he stopped. <laughs> uh, you, you can ride with no hands. <laughs> I guess true, but I mean you're not meant to. But you can't. Re- you can't really ride with no hands, take a photo, and drink a beer at the same time. So that's that's and the smoke one. a cigarette. You know that's that's uh... and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, the, I, <laughs> I had this thing once, and I was driving my my van. It was a little bit illegal, but I was driving my hand, the van with texting. No, I wasn't texting. I was bidding on eBay. That's what it was. One phone, a little bit illegal. One hand, was, <laughs> one hand was using the phone to bid on eBay because a guitar pedal was about to run out or something. And the other other hand was eating chips and I was driving mm-hmm. with my knees. So with your, your you can niece, multitask. Your knees or your knees? Knees. Knees. Okay, cool. You didn't have your little knees yeah. driving, no. 
No, I don't have a niece. Uh, but uh, I do have knees. You have and, knees. Uh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> you, you can multitask if you if you need to. Yes. I'm sure you can do it on a push button. So uh, uh, yeah. if, if the Nambour Police Department is looking for uh, uh, <laughs> for the guy who uh, ploughed over a whole family and uh, <laughs> in a van, <laughs> it's Alex. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, and a big hello to Hugh as well. Hugh Roberts, he messaged us the other day. He was listening to the last podcast and he said, yes. And I listened to the whole podcast right till the end. And he <laughs> is talking about, uh, he said it was quite interesting. Last episode, we were talking about IRs and stuff like that. And he's thinking about getting a two mm. notes cab M. So I think mm. he should. I definitely think he should because I think that stuff is cool. Mm. Just when you get a cab M, make sure it's not a load box. So. <clears throat> it has a through option, which is actually really good. So you can plug it, the head into it, and then you still have to plug a cabinet out of it. So it has like a three function. Yeah. But um, um, you need a load box. But they're killer. I really dig this stuff. And if you're buying, so a, you go- if you're buying a, a cab MQ, nice. why not get a Celestion Plus uh, IR with it and use our affiliate link, which you can find... Uh, in the notes uh, to this uh, podcast as well. <laughs> mm. Just throwing it out there. Because I think, is the next model up the studio that has the load box? A studio? No, the studio is the big big sucker. So the, oh, sorry. What's the, what's the one you have, the single rack one? The, uh, the Torpedo Live. Live. Even though now Live. The, the latest one, the Captor M. Captor M? <clears throat> Captor R? Captor M? Whatever that. The new Captor that came out. That mm. sort of replaces... Um, Almost uh, the Torpedo Live because it's a, uh, it's got all the functions of the Torpedo Live, but it's way smaller. So, uh, so that has a load box in it. That's a, the, well, the Captor is a load box, and the old Captor had a. Um, oh, sorry, I'm thinking of the other. Yeah. No, so the, 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 the Captor, which is that <laughs> you can't really see it, but it's there. Um, it's this little yeah. like um, oh, I don't know what's what's a, like brick. It's the size of a brick, roughly, um, and it's a it's a load box, and the old one. Had a frequency compensated, like a like a you know, cabinet out, or just a dry line out, uh, mm. which you then can go into your um, torpedo wall of sound or any kind of other IR loaders. But so that's just a load box, right? Uh, which is what I got my angle yep. hooked up to now. Um, uh. The captor, oh, captor X. <laughs> that's what it is. The new one, the captor X, is the same as a captor. But it has the whole two notes um, uh, cab simulation thing built into it as well. So, and you can even with an iPad, you can do it on an iPad. So, um, it has the whole thing where you can cool. move the mic around in a room. You can change your rooms. You can create reverbs, and it actually has a digital stereo reverb built in as well. It's stereo out. Okay, that's a new yep. Captor X. So that sort of replaces it. Hmm. There you go. So that's got the load now box you know and you. the cab M thing in it. Now you, now you know, Hugh. You yes. Can go shopping. Yes, yes, yes. So mm. if if I would buy one of these things now for me, I mean, it, the, I think the Cab M, the idea with it, they just did a firmware update too, which has um, a whole lot more uh, power amp emulation stuff. So I think it's okay. meant more, so the Cab M is meant more as a thing you stick on your pedal board and you use mm. it instead of an amp. Yep, kind of yep. thing. Whereas the Captor X now is the thing that has a load box and all that stuff built into it. So if you want to use an amp, you kind of stick that in there. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Hello, Guillaume, by the way. Probably not listening, but hello, Guillaume from Two Notes. 
yes. So, uh, what's new with you, Alex? Uh, Actually, speaking of that IR stuff, yes. um, We have the angle cab loader that we've been using in videos for last what six, eight months, nine months, something. Yeah. It was okay. We kind of used it to blend with the um, actual real speaker cab here in the studio. And um, ever since we used these Celestian ones, they're actually noticeably better, I found. Okay, okay. So, yeah, if you, um, if you are looking to get some IRs, check out the Celestian stuff. Um, it is good, yeah. Um, I've started yeah, the, using there is a, Sorry, yeah. The, they're, not all, oh, they're not all made equal, IRs. <laughs> no, of course not, of course not. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I really like the, the Celestian stuff. I mean, I've been using the mm. um, official Celestian stuff on two notes prior to this. But now since we sort of started doing this affiliate thing with with um, Celestian Plus, I've been using the, not the two notes, but the actual the IRs from Celestian. And yeah, I really dig it. And I think one of the things I really like, which I almost, um, almost prefer a little bit to the two note stuff. I mean, yeah. So the two notes IRs, do, you know, the ones where you, um, if you use a two note software, um, yeah, you can stick a, any cabinet into any room and then you have two mics and you can move each mic around individually wherever you want in a room and then you can blend them with volume and EQ and stuff like that, um, which is really cool. The thing I really like about the um, about the Celestian stuff using the two notes thing is that you can actually have two different cabinets with different microphones. The only thing with the IRs you buy from Celestian is you can't actually move the mics around. So you get, I don't know, 10 different IRs, 15 different IRs pro speaker cab. Mm. Um, and then you got to check which one you like. But I like the fact that yep. you can blend two together. So for ages in the videos from my plays, um, the, the Fender bass breaker, when I'm using that, I've been using a 1x12 and a 4x10 together. And I really dig that sound. Mm. Um, oh, cool. And now with the angle as well, I use a, a 4x10 and a... Four by twelve blended together, so it's sort of you got to check, especially when you're using the two note stuff. You got to check which one, which thing you like better, unless you have the big sucker rack mount, the two notes studio, torpedo studio, because there you can have two mics on two different cabs, yeah. so you can load That's two full, full, fully stereo stuff yeah. too, isn't it? The yeah. big one, yeah. yeah. Although the Captor yeah. X is fully stereo, so that's um, um but. Oh, yeah. One AR, but stereo mm. with stereo yep. reverb. Mm. Mm. So the turn on stuff is cool. So uh, um, definitely check it out and get into it. If you're doing any kind of recording at home or if you're playing gigs and people are complaining about your, your, um, your amp being too loud. Oh, and the other thing with the Captor X, which you don't have on any of the others um, actually – the Captor X has, I think, four positions of uh, attenuation. So if you have a cabinet still hooked up to it, so you, if you run it just – so a lot of people use these things, you, you know, like you have a, the your amp, then you go into the Captor X or Captor or Two Nods Live, and then you can run the speaker out of that. Now, mm. the Captor X is the first one of the products that it has attenuation as well, so you can actually – you have a, like a clicky switch and I think it's four different, like full volume, completely off. I, I guess there's no completely off because you just don't plug a speaker in, but four different volume drops. Sure, yeah. Whereas yeah. the, the cool. 
Torpedo Live, for example, has a, has two separate outputs for speakers in the back. One is a full volume and one is a minus maybe 10 dB or something like that. Oh, yeah. And you just, but, but hey, this um, one actually has a switch. I just thought of something. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. Have you downloaded um, the Valhalla DSP Supermassive? Yes. Speaking of uh, stereo reverbs? Yes. Yes, I have. have you, it was have free. You of course it? I have. Uh, not much. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, but not much. Yeah, I've used it a few times. Um, yeah, it's probably worth mentioning if you um, if you do any home recording or play with um, DAWs. Uh, Valhalla DSP makes some really cool reverbs and delays, and they have a couple of free plugins you can download yeah. and play with. Yeah, yeah. One of them's called Supermassive, and it's yeah, pretty amazing. It's well, all in the name, really isn't kind it? of yeah, totally. Really soundscapey, kind of granular echoes and reverbs and. Um, they're not just smooth things. They have like character to them. Sometimes like bits of distortion in the tails or like bubbly bits of texture, I guess is a bad way to describe it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, super cool for ambient stuff and like um, making guitars into synthy pad type sounds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was cool. I, I, I haven't had mm. the chance. I haven't had much time to, to play around with it because all I do lately is edit videos and film videos and edit videos and film videos and teach mm. guitar. And uh, I'm even doing a gig tonight. It's crazy. I've got two gigs next weekend. It's insane. I have two gigs next weekend on the same day and it's the first my first gig since March. But playing or sounding? <laughs> One of each. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. So... Um, yeah, it doesn't rain at Paul's. Well, briefly drizzle. One day of gigs and then probably another month off. <laughs> it's been so, it's yeah. been almost one a week for me lately. Oh, yeah? Almost. I had one weekend off, but um, I had... Uh, yeah, you do like the restaurants, yeah. covers, acoustic stuff. So, um, yeah, we haven't done any event stuff with the production obviously so yeah um actually the one next weekend is a i'm not sure how it's going to work cuz it's a like a retro rockabilly type festival okay and um and you know there's kind of this nostalgia throwback things and they have old cars and you know rock and roll dancing what up here on the coast or yeah yeah actually in Namble. okay and um i'm not sure how it's going to work but it's going to be a drive through like a thing ah. where people drive through and I don't know where you hear like half a verse of for a band or everyone gets like one well, chorus I, each. I know that the drive <laughs> drive through stuff in in Europe and it's I know um, Nico. I don't know if you're listening, Nico Schliemann. Um, um, he was actually going to come on a podcast at one stage. I should talk to him again to see if he wants to come on yeah. a podcast. But Nico was talking about he was doing a gig with because um, he plays with. I think they're quite big. That Glasperlenspieler, I think they're called. It's like a mm-hmm. sort of a pop pop duo the brother sister duo and he plays guitar for them they're quite i think they're quite a big band and um i think he was saying he did he posted on facebook he was doing a gig a, a, like a drive-through gig and there was no do, front of house production it was do you it, do you mean a drive-in gig not drive-through drive-in yeah drive-in gig sorry because that's different this is, this is gonna be drive-through like a oh so you drive like past McDonald's. and listen to a little bit ah yeah. okay yeah that's weird yeah yeah, not like a drive-in. This is a drive-through. Because <laughs> uh-huh. so, uh. I remember he was saying with the drive-in, it was weird. There was no front of house 
It yeah, was because yeah. it, it all went into like a radio signal that people tune in in uh, car stereos. And he was yeah. saying it was bizarre that um, because it was all in ears, mm. all you could hear was the drums. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you could hear on stage. There was no other noise because it was just, and it was just bizarre, all these cars. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, a mate, Jack, um, did production production on one of those on the Gold Coast okay. recently. But they did have a PA and people just sat on the back of their cars. Uh, yeah. yeah, opened all, all up. But they also streamed it to the um, the car radio, radio channels as well. Okay, so you could have both. Okay, yeah. But there would have been this weird like delay latency due to the the time it takes from the PA to get to, you know, the eighth row of cars or whatever, plus the DSP um, AD conversion for the, the radio, radio yeah. frequency. So I don't know how that worked, but yeah. I, anyway. I have no idea. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's why there are people that do that sort of stuff that are not me because they, <laughs> they hopefully know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But, um, um, yeah, so I got two gigs next weekend. Wowzers! And the other one with Greg, or mm, yes, yeah. What actually a wedding or? A... I think so. Yeah, it's it. People are getting married. Worst. Look at that. Who would have thought? Yeah. Des- despite the um, the cost and annoyance, they're still getting married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Alex. <laughs> Yo. Uh, any new gear-related items or, or for you? You haven't really had anything new, have you? No. I can't afford anything new. Can't afford anything new. Um, this so is my, f- <laughs> my first week work coming up next week. Oh, yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> Um, so we've yeah. done what, what videos have we done uh, recently? We've done so there's new stuff from Austronics arrived. We had the um, mm. uh, bone breaker. Bonebreaker. Uh, the the uh, tube driver two TD two is on its way. It's taken quite a while to get here from Melbourne because because of all the you know restrictions down at the moment. But it's in Brisbane, so I think it'll arrive here on Monday. Um, the the TD two tube driver, which I'm very interested in, because the TD one tube driver is one of my all time favorite. Distortion pedals, I reckon. Um, so it's a it's a distortion with a tube in it, and it converts the you plug in a fairly high voltage um, uh, power adapter, and it converts it to super high voltage internally. Which you just did a video actually on the, the Turner quad gain stage QGS eight hundred. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you've got not, it there. not a very catchy name. No. But, uh... Um, so for example, let's, uh, so, so we've got a new, uh, uh let's, let's quickly talk about the new stuff that's coming in and let's talk about that. I don't think we talked about it last week, the uh, last fortnight, the Turner drive. Um, what mm. else arrived? We've got Dazzatronic sent us the rad distortion, which is a rat style thing. Um, sure. we got the, did we talk about, we would have talked about the blood, but buzz fuzz already. We've talked about that already, I think. Um, I think so, yeah. We've yeah. got the, you haven't tried it yet, but we've got this SY1 synthesizer from Boss. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of things arrived. So let's 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 talk about videos we've done recently. So let's start with a Turner drive. What were sure. your thoughts on it? <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's not too bad. It, it's uh, definitely a very high gain distortion. Uh, it's kind of, la- it's that, JCM 800 thing yeah. where it kind of let, lands in the classic rock world. Yeah. It's a little bit niche as far as tones goes. Like if you're playing Smashing Pumpkins or, you know, Slash tribute band, it's p- 
perfect. Actually, Mark O'Shea was here the other day recording. I saw him yesterday. Uh, he was at the music right. shop when I was teaching there. Oh, he must have gone after the session. Yeah. That was yesterday. Yeah, right. Um, well, at like yeah, he's five. At five? Yeah, or four, yeah, we went, 4.45, something like that. Yeah, we finished early afternoon. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, he said he had one for a bit or does have one. And he, he did the same thing but put gaff over the LED light and he could still see it because it's so bright. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The, the, yeah. the light is ridiculous. That's the most the, – the brightest light I've ever come across in a pedal. <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> we need stupid. to take more photos. I just edited the video. It sounded really good in the video, I thought, actually. Um, especially with humbuckers, it's definitely more of a humbucker thing than a than a single core yeah. thing. Um, but um, I think we need to take more photos because in the photos it has a little sticker on it and it looks a bit weird. Yeah, we should take yeah. some more photos of it. It's um, gonna, um, it is what it is. It is what yeah, <laughs> but it's it's not a, it's 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 an interesting pedal. It's cool um, and it's yeah. locally made, which is always good. Um, but yeah, definitely super high gain. Uh, if you're to like a modded eight hundred sounds. Um, mm. And it's a big, it's a very tall box as well. Um, um, I guess you got to fit valves in, or valve in there. Uh, yeah, valve or valves. Um, okay, uh, Bone Breaker, next. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's cool. Um, I find with um, the Mostronic stuff, they're all really good drives, but some I really like for my plane and some I don't like for my plane. Okay. And it seems that the ones I don't really super get on with you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just it's like an observational thing. But I, th- I think we both really like that one. I dig it, yeah. I dig it. The yeah, bone sure. breaker's killer. Um, the two, because if you don't know, it's basically like a um, overdrive uh, pedal with whole, um, five different circuit switching. Yeah. So if you don't know, it's basically like um, – the OCD and governor, the, um, uh, not super overdrive, the OD1. The OD1, the governor, OD1. and the tube screamer. Yeah, they're all very similar circuits with just slight variations in components. So you can actually put them into one pedal and just slick beto- fl- flick between those components yeah. and you get the different circuits. So that's the idea of the pedal. Yeah. And um, I think I like the OD1. The OCD and his own brew one. See, because it's it's funny. Even with yeah. that, it, uh, I, I like his own as well. But I'm the, yeah. the governor. Um, that's for me the the, the best uh, sounding one. See, and actually, exactly. and is that the, my point? Yeah, exactly. And the in between <laughs> sounds. <clears throat> I really like the in between. Yeah, yeah, sound. true. When if it's you, no dial. If you get the switch, if you get the switch and pot it between the settings, it actually kind of rises up on the. I guess the. The rise between the selector switch. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Well, like um, like back in the days when you had a, the three way switches on a strap, and people would kind of mm. find the bit in between, and now there's yeah. five way switches. It's the same sort of thing. So it's a five way rotary switch, but in between each setting, it kind of bypasses the di- any diodes. So it's a no diode thing. So it's way louder, but it actually sounds really good. I think. Mm. Super up front and kind of. Yeah. No, maybe not any more aggressive, but just yeah, like way up front. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Um, uh, yeah, I um, yeah, that was fun. But it's interesting. Like Mark, who's here yesterday, he said he tried it at the shop and didn't get on with it. The bone breaker. Yeah. Okay. But he lo- But he loves this basement pedal. 
So. Okay. Well, the basement. Well, that's the thing. Is, is you know what I mean? He, so he makes killer. All the pedals are great, but all the pedals are great, but it's like they're actually quite different like, yeah. flavors. Each one. Yeah. So it's finding the one you like, and which is kind of unusual because generally with manufacturers, you you like, you know, like people either love or hate Boss drives or love or hate J, um, JHS drives yeah. or whatever it is. Well, JHS is maybe a bit different because JHS. Tends to clone-ish most pedals yeah, and then puts his own spin on it. Uh, but little bit, but they all have a flavor, though. Yeah, well, Bo- Boss you know I mean? definitely they has clone. a flavor. Boss definitely has yeah, yeah. a sound. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like a top end thing because I find I really like all the JHS drives I've played. Okay, and it must be like a flavor thing that gets on with my, you know, approach to playing guitar. Okay. Whether that's good or bad, it doesn't matter. But it's um, yeah, it kind of it either clicks with you or doesn't. Yeah. And um, it's interesting how the Moz stuff, kind of each one's actually its own animal. They're not really. They're very different. Like, yeah. 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 And and, and which great. Is kinda cool. I'm I'm a massive fan. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's 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 extremely good stuff. Did you try out his um the DI? Not yet. No. Not yet. Oh, actually, um, I was going to use it yesterday on acoustic guitar, but Mark showed up. This is another sidetrack yeah. thing. Um, and he has a new acoustic that is a um, early 80s Ibanez, and it has the same headstock as your 335. Okay. And it's a black dreadnought, and it kind of looks like a Johnny Cash kind of okay. thing. It's black with a kind of elaborate scratch plate. So with that same... even gorgeous. Even that, that like... In there as well, that that whatever it is, you know the uh, I can't the, see from, the graphics yeah. in it. That it's like a sort of a weird flowery looking thing, uh, like I same sort of remember. thing. I got to check that out. Yeah. So maybe like an yeah. artist acoustic, because that that used to be the artist Ibanez artist headstock. Um, okay. So I wonder if they made an artist acoustic. That'd be interesting, actually. Yeah, he said it came up really really affordable. He didn't say what how much, but um. Okay. Some um, I might keep an eye for some of those. Oh. It co- recorded really well, okay. didn't, but didn't have a pickup, so I couldn't use the DI. That's what I thought. Uh. But um, yeah, recorded really nicely. Just two mics in front of it. Cool. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. the Ibanez stuff is killer. I like it. Um, there's at the moment yeah, there, there's an, an AR Ibanez AR one hundred. I'm gonna say. The so my my Ibanez that you see in some of the videos, which that's red sort of three through five looking one. If you watch our videos, um, that's an AS, which is the artist Spanish. I think that's what it stands for. AS artist Spanish, which is what ES electric Spanish stands for in Gibson. Uh, Oh, okay. And so that's the AS. So it's like three through five style, and it's AS one hundred. And there's an AS fifty, which is a sort of a like a slightly less flashy looking version and then there's an AS200 which is actually the same but it it has the um it's uh, visually different so it's like with the 335 you've got a dot 335 and then you've got the ones that have the bound headstock and neck and stuff and the AS200 is bound anyway mm. the AR yeah. series is the hot, the hot, uh, solid body series so i think it's artist maybe even rock it stands for artist rock Maybe. Okay. Um, so it's basically their take on Les Pauls, pretty much, but double cut. So it's 
it's because I guess with them they had issues with um, this is all law in the seventies. Uh, you know the whole lawsuit thing. A lot of them came out early eighties. So the AR series, and there was an AR fifty, AR one hundred. I think the fifty was a bolt on neck, and then you had the AR one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, and I think up to four hundred. And I think now they make an AR maybe two thousand or four thousand or something like that. Um, and they're beautiful guitars. And they, I really, really dig that guitar. I'm, I'm a massive fan of the early 80s Ibanez artist stuff is killer. Mm. Are you just looking it up? Yeah. I looked up Artist Acoustic and it wasn't it. No. Okay. So, some um, other stuff came up. Because well, so, I used to make an AS, which is the, the 3 through 5 style, and AR, which is a kind of Les Paul style, but double cutaway. Uh, so it's sort of mm-hmm. somewhere between a Les Paul and the old, um, those, what were they? Those Yamaha SG kind of looking ones that yeah, Santana yeah. played yep. and stuff. It's sort of a cross between that Yamaha SG style one and a Les Paul. It's sort of in between those two. Massively fat body, quite heavy like a oh. Les Paul. They're great guitars. Um, Maybe this is it. And yeah. um, then they make an AM as well. I think it's AM or AN. Either AN or AM, which is like, a small body, hollow body. So it's like the, which one is the one that you want? The three, four, five or three? The one Sorry? that's like the smaller size, three, three, five. Ah, oh, three, three, nine. Three, three, nine. Like that's what, and that's an, the yeah. uh, Ibanez AM or AN series. I don't know if it's AM or AN. One of the, one or the other. I'm not, I, f- I found one on Reverb. I'm not sure if it's the exact model that he, Mark had, but it's, this one's an Ibanez M340AV. Oh, M340, the old 340AV, <laughs> eh? I know, right? They just got the crappiest names. It's just it's like ordering something out of a, I don't know, like a bolt catalog. Like, oh, what sort of bolts do you need for your trailer? Oh, we need an M340. Yeah, they've, they've always done some weird um yeah. <laughs> Weird names. Ah, uh, okay. It's a slightly if if that's I'm looking at the Ibanez M series acoustics from the um the Maple series. Um and the headstock is a little bit different. It's rounded up the top. It's not as square up the top. But it's alright. Makes no difference. Um they're, they're great. And, and I mean, yeah, generally, yeah. the whole, um, uh, there's the, the Ibanez PF series, the performer series. They were fantastic as well. And the musician series, um, the MCs. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they were great sure. guitars. Uh, all the yeah. early 80s, but especially the artist stuff, is they're fantastic guitars. I mean, that, I've, I've re- I'm really, that 335 style, my, my, old Ibanez, um, since I put new strings on it and sort of set it up and kind of got back back into playing it now, I, every time when I edit a video, every time I pick it up, it I just think it sounds so good and it's it's a great guitar. Actually, you played it for yeah. a couple of videos the other day. How did you like it? Yeah, it's cool. Compared to the, um, the Sheraton, your Sheraton. Oh, um, they're both really rock solid. They're set up a little bit differently. Um, yeah, mine. So well, I've got, not, I've got 11s on mine. 11 of 40. You heavier strings too, yeah. Um, yeah, they're both actually really good. I think they're kind of almost similar in quality. Yeah. Um, Sound wise, I'm not sure you have to do a side by side thing. Maybe we should do that one time. Maybe we should do a. Yeah, that could be cool. Uh, oh, whoops. 
a, a three three five off. Maybe we should get Jeff. Yeah. Jeff's got an old, maybe late sixties three three five. Does he? Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should Steel. invite Jeff to come over one day because he just bought a sixty, either sixty two or sixty three um, Jazzmaster. Um, oh, is it Jazz? I thought it was Jack. No, he has a Jack. He has an old. Uh, he has a sixty three uh, Jag, I think. Uh, a red okay. one. So he does have one. Yeah. Right, so he has cool. he has a Jag, but he just bought a white. So this is the, the other funny thing. So there's three people I know on the Sunshine Coast where we live, and I mean this is a small place. Three people I know that have sixty two slash sixty three white Jazzmasters. Yeah. It's weird, well, isn't it? Who's the third? Who's the third one? Brad. There's Brad, and... Ben, and Jeff. Ben. He got one. McGregor, yeah, he just he bought one. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got one. Yeah, ah, he's cool. got a white. So what I was thinking of doing, I want to talk to all three of them. Uh, I, I know Brad. Steal them. Brad. <laughs> Brad's not feeling fantastically well at the moment. By the way, hi Brad, if you're listening. Um, he's not feeling fantastically well at the moment. Uh, but yeah. uh, I would love to, if if it was in any way possible, get those three white. Jazz masters in one room together and do a video with it and and, and just see the difference between them and mm. and check them out. That'd be very cool. Did you see Brad? I don't know. He just, messaged me. I don't know. He just bought that old. Uh, is it an old Epiphone as well? I think it's an old Epiphone. Did you Epiphone? see that? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. He just bought. Uh, oh, is it a? Oh no, it's a Gibson. It's not an Epiphone. He bought a sixty-five three thirty. Did I know that? I don't know. Oh yes, he he did show me that. Yes, yes, yeah, that's cool. Hey, so he bought, which looks really nice actually. So um, uh, I thought it was a casino, but I didn't read the thing. It's a three 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 zero three thirty. Yeah, yeah. That he just bought. So, yeah, we, we need to go. And um, I said to him, we need to have another hangout soon. And he said, yeah, maybe in a couple of weeks yeah. when he feels a bit better. But um, Yeah. Um, that's actually come up uh, with a few people recently about investing um, in vintage guitars as an investment. Yeah. For like yeah. a financial well, you know, it's here. Re- retirement fund. I don't know I don't know how it works around the rest, in the rest of the world. But here, basically... Um, uh, your superannuation, which is, I guess, your what you you pay into for when you retire, um, mm. with this whole COVID thing going on. Uh, well, usually you're not allowed to take the money. You you, you don't have access to the money until you um, retire, basically, until you're a certain age. Uh, but now with the whole COVID thing, um, the government actually said you can take ten thousand dollars out of your superannuation. If you need money, mm. if you want money, which is a great way, you know, for the government to go, well, take your own money and and use it, <laughs> but which is yeah, fine. Yeah, totally. But and we we both know we know a couple of people who took money out of their superannuation and invested it in guitars. Yeah, Jeff did. Um, I think. Well, Jeff okay, bought cool. Jeff bought an old telly, an old I don't know, maybe late. Really, 60s I need telly. to go. And- yeah, I need to go and see his guitar collection. Jeff has collection. got a pretty serious collection now. Um, he bought a '60s, especially for being a drummer. For being a drummer, exactly. Um, <laughs> he bought a '66, maybe Mustang. I think it's '66, yeah, right, cool. and 
I think maybe 62. I think this is a 62, um, the white Jazz Master he just bought. I think Ben and Brad have 63 Jazz Masters and mm-hmm. Jeff bought a late 62. Um, cool. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, he, he's got – and he's got an old late 60s, I think, 335. And he's got a, got a 63 or 62, I think 63 um, Jaguar. He's got some nice guitars, Jeff. Mm. Um, yeah, lovely. Yeah. But yeah, the whole th- investment in vintage guitar thing is actually like a, quite a legitimate way to spend money. Yeah. Um, because it, it ca- actually came up on um, Top Gear episode. It might have been the new one, Grand Tour. Anyway, uh, how they're talking about if you, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you, or even in the 90s, if you spent um, you know, 10 grand on an old Jaguar in the UK, it would actually be now worth 100 grand. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. And, and same how, with guitars. Yeah. And the same goes for um, probably mo- more guitars and other instruments that I know of. Like like old vintage drum kits don't really go for stupid money. Like if you had a um, 60s Ludwig kit, it can only, it's really only probably worth up to three, four grand maybe tops. Huh. Um, but vintage guitars from the 60s, they can. Well, whoosh, well yeah. I. They're going up and up. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in many ways. I'm an idiot, but um, I, I, I'm sure I told you about this. So in, in <laughs> have to t- narrow it down a bit. <laughs> in 2002, right, early 2000s. Um, yeah. uh, so I moved to Australia in 1993, and then uh, I didn't go back to Austria, where I'm originally from, until 2002. So that was the first time I went back to Austria, and uh, mm. I went with my at the time girlfriend, now wife, and. Um, uh, there, at the time, it's not there anymore. Um, not far from where I grew up and live, and and um, my parents kind of live there again in the same place. There was a quite a big music store because we're sort of the town I'm from is is a town called Merdling, which is just just south of Vienna. So it's sort of literally on the outskirts of Vienna. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of there's you know really big shopping centers and big shops and stuff that are technically Vienna shops, but they're in the south of Vienna, which is right around the corner from where I live, right? Um, Right, sure, yeah. And one of the biggest music shops in Austria at the time was there. And so in 2002, and I went there, and uh, I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm going to buy some instruments while I'm... We were traveling. This is after we finished uni, and we were traveling for like four or five months. We did a round-the-world trip and went to America and Canada and places like that as well. And I wanted to buy... A guitar while I was traveling. That was sort of the goal. All right. I, d- I didn't know that. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, I didn't end up buying anything in America. Uh, we went to New York and I was actually kind of disappointed with the prices and stuff at the shops in New York and what they had there. Yeah. And anyway, and then I went to Austria and the one thing I really liked in Austria at that shop, and I don't remember if it was a 61 or a 63, I think it was either 61 or 63, but I don't remember which year it was. But it was a, 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 a it was um, natural natural color, so not burst or anything. Natural color Strat. So it was mm-hmm. just a natural, that sort of brownie natural color with a white pickguard, uh, rose uh, and uh, rosewood neck fretboard. Um, and I'm, I've never been a big Strat guy, but that sort of spoke to me, kind of. And yeah, from right. memory, it was all original except for someone put um, 
the the nut, they put one of those. You know the the Jeff Beck Strat has one of them on it as well. It's like a uh, it's a nut that's like a metal nut. I think so. It's like a it's, yeah, right. It, it, and and it's to do that to do that they had to actually cut a little bit um, into the fretboard. So the I think the first right. fret was maybe a little bit, but something had to be it, it, you know it was aftermarket yeah. right. Uh, but I think yeah, other yeah. than that, it was all original, and it was, I think, either sixty-one or sixty-three. So I mean, now it would be worth a lot. Um, even with that, it would be worth quite a bit. And I remember mm. we went back there maybe three or four times, and it was, I think, around about a thousand euro. So at the time, <laughs> something like fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred, <sighs> maybe two thousand dollars. Yeah, um, and I was so t- I was really tempted to get it, and then I didn't get it because I thought, ah, oh, I'm not really into strats. Do I want a strat? Uh, I don't know. At the time, I really wanted a PRS. That was the thing I really wanted to find is a is a cool PRS. So I didn't buy it, um, and I mean, even with that, you know, the different that sort of metal nut that was put on, I think mm. everything else was original, and it was in pretty much immaculate condition. Um, yeah, right. That would be worth <laughs> a lot now. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, I'm a massive fool for not. And from memory, there were quite a lot of. Um, and this is before I got into jazz masters and all that stuff as well. And from memory, the the sort of vintage secondhand section, because this is mm. sort of before the whole vintage boom. This is sort of early two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, it there was tons of stuff that it was really cheap, and and I. I'm such an idiot <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> but I say that a lot. I'm an idiot in hindsight. So that yeah, I guess the the key word is hindsight. Yeah. So if we if we were to fast forward say to 10, 15, 20 years in the time ahead now when we're like 108 um and if the world still exists, what um what guitars do you think will be desirable and Worth money then? Well, if million dollar question. If you know that, then yeah, <laughs> you, you you're set. But sadly, we don't know because oh, right. that's a problem that you, you just don't know. You know what what will become valuable. Yeah. Um. It's it's. I was. I mean, generally, I'm amazed with a lot of this stuff. Like, um, I bought that. You know, when I bought that Ibanez artist, I bought it. Um, a Tim Tim guitar Tim's guitar in mm. Brisbane, T Y M Tim and um. I think it was eight hundred dollars. Yeah, cool. Something yeah. like that. And now I recently looked it up. They're like three, four grand now. Yeah, wow. And same when I bought that. Um, I did a whole video on it. That um, my fifty, my early fifties um, harmony, my fifty-two yeah. harmony. Is it fifty-two? I think it's fifty-two harmony. Um, I bought that for a, under a thousand dollars. I don't remember exactly, but it was under a thousand dollars. Um, mm. And now four, five, six thousand for those. In and I mean, this is Are literally really? in immaculate condition. And I have the case, and everything you read about it is uh, the case is like no one has a case, original case. You know, like when you watch the right. JHS videos, and it's he's got the box. It's yeah. <laughs> it's he's got the case. It's like a cardboard basically case because they were cheap guitars back in the days. Yeah. Um, but I've got the original case. It's in immaculate condition, and it just blew me. I, I bought it because I wanted to be Mark Rebo and Tom Waits, 
Um, of course, yeah. And which I, I, I've, I, since found out I'm not. <laughs> ah, but good, good ambitions. Good ambitions, like, so. But yeah, yeah. Um, um, ten points for effort. Ten points for effort. But um, yeah, 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 it's amazing. I mean, I would have never thought I bought those guitars because I, I liked them. Same with my um, sure, yeah, the three pickup, well, the three pickup um, harmony I've got or silver tone. It's actually a silver tone that I've got. Yeah. Um, I went and bought. I went to this guy. <laughs> Weird kind of weird guy, German guy, uh, long hair, beard, who lives in outside of Nambour. Sorry, a tree. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Uh, uh, what's that? Um, not Coast Creek, Burnside, maybe. Burnside, the yeah. The other side that. of Nambour yeah. from you. Um, yep. And yep. he ha- he advertised. He had a, a Moserite celebrity advertised. Which sure. I ended up buying. So it's again sort of three, three, five. Was it? I don't know. Mid sixties. I don't remember. I've sold mm. it since, but because um, I never played it. Which in hindsight, again, I should have hang, uh, hung on to it, but I sold it. Um, and I went to his place and to, to check out that that Moserite, and I saw that Silvertone there, and it had no strings on it, and it it looked a lot worse for wear than it does now. I don't think it even had machine heads on it. Oh really? Okay. And I, uh, I just thought, oh, that looks cool, and I got it for next to nothing. And those are worth quite a yeah. bit of money now because um, I sort of cleaned it up. I put machine heads on it. Um, it had the the silver tone logo was broken, so I I actually bought a replacement silver tone logo because they're like these plastic, um, like three dimensional plastic logos that there's a little hole in the headstock and it sort of pops yeah. in. Okay, right. And it was kind of all yeah, broken cool. and stuff. So I bought a new – it was exactly the same. And you just kind of pop it into the hole and it holds. Yeah, cool. Um, Against, I think they were kind of built for budget student things. Yeah, so. they were total budget. Bol- but, like bolt together. But then you read about it. Yeah. You read about it um, and it's like the the um, the the harmony in all those guitars. And like I've got an old um, yeah. 60s um, um, Melody Maker Gibson Melody Maker, mm. and it's like it's a Brazilian rosewood, you know, <laughs> which mm. now is sort of the you, wow. you can't use. But the, yeah. the the fretboard is Brazilian um, rosewood, and you know, rain for. I mean, it's, the, at the time they weren't necessarily very um, environmentally friendly, but you know, like Brazilian mahogany and stuff, and you know, all that stuff, yeah. which nowadays is stupid worth stupid amounts of money. And yep. all these old budget guitars had that stuff in it, you know, because at the time it was like, it's much cheaper to go and chop down some rainforest down in, in Brazil and get some yeah, totally. timbers than yeah. using uh, local timbers, much cheaper. So, um, yeah. you know, let's go and um, bulldozer a few um, <laughs> a few square yeah. kilometers of the Amazon uh, <laughs> for, some some, for some cheap timbers. Yeah, I'll probably... Actually, we were looking through like um, travel photos and stuff the other day, just um, Zoe and I, and um, came up just when we were in LA this this year. And one guitar I probably should have got was that late fifties K archtop. Oh, the archtop, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Um, we were kind of it was probably just on the edge of being in budget for our, you know, overspending for our trip and coming back to to no money. Yeah. Um, just because the exchange rate was pretty crappy at the time. Still is. Still kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, it was probably, um, and I don't. Th- were, I think they even had two of them, so I don't think they're quite rare, but they're probably going to go up. Well, I mean, so. I I went through a real phase where I um, and again, I, I, it's a Mark Rebo, um, um, Tom Waits kind of thing because I I was really massively into Mark Rebo and Tom Waits, and mm. um, any interview you hear with Mark Rebo and and. He loves these old kind of he, he, pawn shop guitars, he calls them. And then I'm a big yeah. fan of guys like Nels Klein as well. And um, he he always in interviews, or used to anyway, and now it's a bit more difficult with, with you know, eBay and Reverb and all that stuff. But he said he used to on tours, uh, and same with like this is Nels Klein and Tom Waits and, and Mark Rebo, those guys. Uh, when they were on tour, they used to always go to pawn shops and quite often they'd mm. find these kind of no one has heard of before brands, guitars that look really weird and are really buzzy and stuff, but they just have these vibes to them. And through those guys, I really got into all these old guitars and, and old, old harmonies and silver tones. And I could have bought so many more um, for next to nothing yeah. when I back in the days when I bought those. And yeah. now they're worth quite a bit of money and that's I, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself um i know right i should have i should have really <laughs> bought some of them but um but well, i didn't i'm thinking I'm but thinking harmony maybe, k supro uh yeah, airline okay. um all, all those brands ones. i'm thinking maybe because i would like to get some investment instruments maybe over the next couple of years not only to use and to love and to play, in, but also as for, I don't know, it could be a car for kids down the road or something or university fees or something. Um, I think anything kind of 70s might be good now because they're still quite affordable um, and they're, they're built quite well, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, possibly. Where the, Sort of try and fast forward fifteen twenty years time. I now. think I think anything vintage is is I think um, yeah there already bad. there already is but I think if anything maybe it'll just get even more. There's already quite a market for all those sort of eighties super strats and stuff like old Chavels and Jacksons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a that is only going to get more. You know, only going to get bigger and old like um. 80s uh, Ibanez RGs, you know, and and mm. um, these, you know, Chavelle, uh, did I, I said already, uh, Jackson, even some of the, I mean, BC Rich already is, the, the older ones is already getting quite pricey. But um, I think a lot of that stuff, that's going to see more and more because that whole 80s shredder thing is sort of kind of coming back, I yeah, think, a true. little bit. Um, so I think yeah, that's maybe that's in a, in a, in a near future but it's already sort of started the prices have gone up quite a lot but because yeah, yeah. i mean i mean uh and, and uh things like kramer guitars you know and uh mm. not kramer hamer uh hamer not kramer <laughs> hamer guitars um you know stuff that you know was sort of considered shreddy guitars in the 80s that probably during the 90s and early 2000s you could have bought for 50 bucks because oh. no one wanted them anymore. Cart, cart of beer. Um, and now yeah, I yeah. think they're going to get more and more pricey, especially ever since guys like, you know, you see footage of John Mayer playing old Jacksons and... Um, yeah. It's it sort of... seems to be what 
whatever John Mayer plays on Whatever stage. John Mayer plays is expensive. Because <laughs> that happened with those stupid um, Ibanez pedals. Was it the, the TS9, um, yeah. Oh, no, TS10. 10 or something? T- TS10, yeah, 10? the whole 10 yeah. series. Yeah, that went stupid. Yeah, because John so, Mayer. But that's always the thing. I mean, one famous person plays something. Yeah, yeah. And then... You have to get it. It's on Instagram. And it depends on how Bam. famous. Well, and that's now. It's it's more difficult. Like, you know, back when I, going back to the whole Tom Waits, Mark Rebo thing, you know, especially in, mm. living in Australia, you had to, you know, internet was not necessarily as big as it is now, you know, and you couldn't find everything on the internet, you know, as you can now in those sort of, around 2002, yeah. three, four, five till about 10, you know. Um and uh, so, especially living in Australia, I had to rely on, you know, there's newspaper articles, uh, or not newspaper, like guitar magazine articles. And But mm. then you have to find the right magazines because not all the places carry the same magazines or you have to order a magazine. Or So it was just yeah. one of those things where uh, there was a lot more research involved to find out what these people that you like play. And, I mean, Tom White's Mark Rebo is not main, super mainstream. Um um, yeah, and and but then you know I wanted those guitars that they were playing because I wanted to sound like them, even though I definitely don't sound anything like them. But um, uh, you know, it took a lot more effort nowadays. The problem is, you know, John Mayer posts a, you know, one of those Instagram things that he does when Instagram collapses because so many people watch it. Um, and then whatever guitar he plays there, everyone wants to buy that. And I mean, same to a certain yeah. extent. Um, you, shows like the JHS show and that pedal show, like YouTube channels yeah. that people actually watch, not ours. Um, uh, yeah. You know, the JHS show, <laughs> JHS will do a, uh, he does these sort of brands every week or every fortnight. He will do a video on a brand. You know, the what did he do recently? That Cork, weird Cork series. Was it Cork? Maybe it was Cork. Yeah, I, I don't so. know. He did like a yeah. video on that. Another one. Yeah. And whatever he does videos on, the prices go up because everyone wants to buy them because they go, oh, these look cool. Let's buy them. So prices go up, you know. Uh, so nowadays it's the problem is it's the turnover so quick because as soon as someone has something, it's yep. instantly there and everyone instantly sees it and you have instant totally. access to eBay and Reverb and Craigslists and Gumtrees and all those, and instantly they sell and instantly the prices go up. So I think it's much more difficult now to sort of predict what will happen because you just just it just depends on what you know some random yeah. famous guy does. That's probably more short term than I'm talking about like long term investment stuff like more blue chip type. Um, well, I mean, yeah. anything vintage, anything vintage. And the thing yep. is that, that, you know, with every year, uh, something new becomes vintage because, I mean, what, what's vintage? 25 <laughs> years? I think 25 years is considered vintage, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I think that's with cars, everything over 30 years. Or 30 years. So, I mean, that's what I mean. Something so, like. so uh, you know, what is yeah, yeah. what is vintage in 2020 um, was mm. not vintage in was 2000. Actually, Five, you know, high school, high school. <laughs> um, yeah. So the um, because I talked to yeah um my girlfriend about this, and she said, "Do you want to take some money out of your super to get a, a guitar?" And um, do you have any money in your super? <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> maybe enough for a guitar. And um, so yeah, then the question was, "What do you get?" So 
uh, I haven't really done research, but I was thinking anything that was done either in limited numbers, obviously vintage stuff, either limited numbers or some sort of like artist type collaboration, like a okay. signature model or something that has something to do with ex-famous band or ex-famous guitarist or whatever. Yeah, possibly. I think that they're, they're, they're the kind of anything a bit limited numbers is always going to help your help your cause. Of course it is. Yeah, because if you want if you want to get a, a sunburst strat from uh, 2005, yeah, there's a boatload of them. Yeah, but if you if you want to get a nice strat from 1961, mm, yeah, different story. Then you better remortgage your house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> or sell also, it. More, yeah, yeah, and then have nowhere to put my guitar. Hmm. But um, yeah. So I think that's my be my kind of research is find out what's affordable still, you know, say affordable, and also what's kind of limited with um, availability. Yeah. What was only made for a couple of years maybe. I think. And also something you actually want to play too because you've got to look after it. Of course, play it of course. Love, love I you. think now was, is possibly still, but was actually a really good time to buy vintage stuff because you had, with this whole COVID thing, a lot of people lost their jobs um, or mm. didn't have as much income as they used to or, you know. Um, so I think there was a lot more available on the second-hand market than there was for a long time. And again, because people were maybe a little bit more careful with their money for a little while anyway, um, yeah. no one bought it and prices dropped. Uh, I think now yeah. it's gotten to a point again where people are taking a superannuation out and – there is government assistance if you're not if you lost jobs or if you have issues and um I think it's sort of gone the wrong way again. But I think about a month ago, two months ago, which is when Jeff yeah. bought all this stuff <laughs> was the sure. perfect time to to buy all this this stuff and, and yeah, yeah. I think it's kinda dying off again. But then I think especially possibly in places like America where in the, where there's still a lot of problems with this whole COVID thing. There's a lot of mm -hmm. problems there in more than one way. But with this um, whole COVID thing, I think there's a good chance to still get some pretty good stuff relatively cheap over there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the, the dollar is crappy. That's the, the problem. That's the problem, yeah. Would, otherwise, we could help you out. Um, and it's not like – I don't think you should – like if someone really needs to sell guitars to because they need money, it's, it's not like you're – Ripping them off, you're actually generally giving them, yeah. them money to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're um, like you know to pay rent or put food on the table, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. And it, obviously, gu guitars are a luxury item, so you can always buy more guitars in the future. Yeah, but if you go hungry, that's a different story. That's yeah. a very different story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, hmm, interesting stuff. So let us, well, <laughs> listeners out there, let us know what do, what are your thoughts? What do you think are um, guitars or or Music, guitar music related things that you think may be the way to go and invest in, and, and that maybe in 10, 15 years, 20 years will be worth way more. Let us know. What are your thoughts? Mm. Be interesting to know. Jump on our um, Facebook group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gid Gid Chat. There's a link to that below. So, um, you know, click on that in yeah. the description of this uh, podcast. Um, I just found out actually, we're also on. I didn't know that really, but we're on Google Podcasts. All right. Yeah. Do Google have podcasts? Google does podcasts, and we are, for whatever reason, 
uh, on Google Podcast. I don't know how all that stuff happens, but we're on Google Podcast. <laughs> cool, um, cool. <laughs> so that means that I definitely know of we're on Spotify, we're on mm, Podbean, Podbean, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it now, Stitcher, and uh, Google. Googly. Yeah. Googly, man. Google, Google it. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, send us a message, whatever, wherever you hear this, whatever. Let us know what platform you're listening to this on as well. Always interesting to know. Yeah. Let us know. Um, yeah. That'd be um, cool. Yeah, because it, it's always interesting to know what sort of the next the next thing is. I mean, um, um, years ago, uh, Ben, uh, you know, Ben, who we always talk about um, on the show, and me, we bought a whole bunch of these old Japanese Fernandes and, you know, for, mm. uh, Tokais and Fernandes and Grecos for next to nothing. And we um, so ended up selling them to our students, actually not really for a huge amount more than what we bought them for, to students and friends and stuff. But I think I ended up, the, the, I've got two left. I've got my that sort of Strat style and Tele style. I don't think they cost me anything because I made – Enough out of selling all the other ones that they were basically two free guitars. So, uh, and I guess if I would have hung on to that stuff till now, it would be even more. That's the thing. You never know. I mean, you never know. There's always bubbles that burst too. You know, things get get pricey and then, but it always comes back. I have thought about Japanese stuff. Like, um, I had that Greco Strat, the 77 one. Yeah. And I kind of sold it for the same amount I bought it for, maybe. Well, that was silly. Um, Maybe ten years, but the prices just didn't go up. They okay. just stayed the same. Okay, I looked around, yeah, and um, yeah, maybe ten years, and it was about the same. Well, if you uh, find any, I'm pretty sure any any of the old Ibanez stuff, early '80s Ibanez stuff, I think if anything, that'll go up in value because the the thing with that as well is, and I mean, generally with the Japanese stuff, in my opinion, the craftsmanship, the quality of it is so good. Mm. Um. Yep. I think especially in the 70s and early 80s, it's way better than stuff that Fender and Gibson made, like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Way, way better quality than anything coming out of those factories. And um, I think that era is going to get a, at some stage, going to get a resurgence again. That sort of, I think the whole 80s thing is going to, good quality 80s stuff, I think that's one thing I would and even good quality yeah, early '90s stuff. Yeah, I think that's gonna. I guess, I guess '90s is still quite cheap. To relatively buy. cheap, yeah, yeah. yeah See, I, I, stuff, yeah. I almost, I should have, I almost um, bought, but it was a bit of a hassle because the guy didn't, wasn't sure about uh, posting a guitar, and um, he didn't have a case for it, and he didn't know what box to put it in, and then I just kind of went there. But I almost bought, it was an early 90s uh, made in Japan Fender Mustang in Sonic Blue. It looked great, actually. Um, mm. It was all like worn, but worn because of play and, and age. Yeah. But these early 90s Japanese made um, Fenders come, a lot of them come out of Fujigen factory, which is their high end mm. factory. Like all the really top stuff out of Japan comes out of Fujigen. Um, and it was very cheap. And I, I, I'm going to say quality-wise, it's probably as good as anything that comes out of the US or better. Um, 
Plus, it's old, so it's aged, it's vintage, it looks a bit relic, but naturally relic, not, not you know, um, relic, yeah. relic. Drag, drag behind a truck. Behind a truck relic. So I think yeah. that sort of stuff, I think, could be quite... And it was all that Japanese Fender stuff is usually limited runs. Mm, good point. Um, so I'm, I've been... I mean, I shouldn't really say this on here because, I mean... I guess, but I guess we're an hour into it, so probably not many people are listening to this anymore. Um, uh, Fender, not many people listen to it the first in the place. the first place, yeah. Um, Fender Japan did a run called Aerodyne for a while. Yeah, I don't think they're very attractive at all. I think they're ugly. I really like them. Oh, really? Yeah. The ba- the bound ones? The Aerodyne, yeah. The, the bound, they made a bound um, uh, Jaguar. The strats and stuff? They did make strats and stuff, but they made a bound hollow body Jaguar, Aerodyne Jaguar, which I think like, looks okay. great. And, and that, but um, the strats look horrible. I kind of like them, but I don't like strats no. to begin with. So, um, But, yeah, I'm, 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 I've been kind of keeping an eye out for, for uh, an Aerodyne um, Jaguar because I think they made it. Right. It was only a very limited run. and um, It's because they're, they're ugly. That's why they're limited. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I reckon, I reckon, early '90s Fender stuff, Japanese Fender mm. stuff. I think sure, yeah, that could be something that give it another few years will go up quite, quite a lot in value. Because I mean, the sad thing is, I remember the early '90s very well, um, mm. but that's like 30 years ago now. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, <laughs> I'm old. Um, yeah, stacks old. So yeah, that's my my. Let's say I reckon um, early '90s Japanese made stuff. Get it? Hmm, okay, it's your pick. That's my pick. Nice. Okay. Well, we'll she'll collect some, and put it in the um, attic. Sure. Do you have an attic? No, let's play it. Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that. Yes, we do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. We'll um, we'll save some money. And eight years time, we'll buy a guitar. Yes, uh, and and we'll, we'll we'll do eight years from now on uh, mm. the the oh on this podcast. I didn't even realize it. This podcast is coming out well in Australia anyway on the first of um, August, and most other places in the world on the thirty first of July. Um, so on the first of August two thousand thirty, if we're still alive, mm-hmm. we'll yep. talk about if our investment ideas panned out or not <laughs> sure i'll put it in i'll put it in my diary put now. it in your diary <laughs> put a reminder on your phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> won't have phones by then just have like little bloop bloop chips yeah it'll in just our, be in little, our faces yeah behind your ear the little microchip bloop bloop i have a message and then you just kind of stare off in the middle distance yeah. and read your message yeah yeah exactly cool. exactly like that so on that note we've gone a bit over an hour <laughs> may as well call it a day uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Let us know uh, what your thoughts are in the in you know. Send us an email, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail dot com, or go to our Facebook or Instagram or uh, Facebook group. Uh, there's links to everything below, and um, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are on investment things to buy, good investments to buy now, um, mm. other than Bitcoin, yep. and um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <coughs> and um, good old Bitcoin. Good old Bitcoin. Yeah, um, and yeah. Let us know. Actually, should sorry. Should should buy some of that. It's probably gone right down. 
Go for it. Yeah, that's what you should okay. invest your super in Bitcoin. I'll buy eight bucks worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> and Can let, I have eight bitcoins? We'll please? talk. We'll talk in uh, 2030 for that same podcast. We'll talk. Um, sure. <laughs> your eight dollars has it gone up or down? Oh, I got seven dollars seventy nine cents now. <laughs> I'll Skype you from my private island yes. in the Caribbean. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Bitcoin King. That's going to be your name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Prince, but whatever. Yes. Okay, Prince, cool. Prince King, yeah. It's, yes. um, Queen. Queen. <laughs> by yes. then, you never know. The sex change may have happened by then already. So. Yeah. Back again. <laughs> Whichever way. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and thanks, Alex. Thanks, Gabor. Thanks, everyone in uh, podcast world. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Hope you have a great day and all stay safe and, and healthy. And and again, no one's going to hear this because this is right at the end. If you have any ideas on what we should do for episode 100, which is coming up very soon, let us know. Mm. We might. Yes. We've we, we, we got to do something big, something grand and wild and radical. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Probably. Maybe we'll do a live stream podcast and invite a whole bunch of um, yeah, people on it. On. Yeah. yeah. We should kidnap Ben that we've always been threatening to bring on the podcast. <laughs> we should. We otherwise should. it won't happen. <laughs> otherwise. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's nice. funny with that sort of stuff. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, uh, cool. see you all next time. Bye. Bye.